This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Yeah, so I woke up this morning. I fell asleep about 9.30. I had Gabe's basketball game last night, and Ava's going back to college today, so that's got me all depressed. My daughter goes to school in Europe, and she's leaving me today for like five months. And my phone this morning had about 80 messages. Here. Everybody from Joey Nunes to Sal Cacatera to Pat Russo, and one of Joe Esposito's closest, if not his closest friend, is my dear friend Bo Deedle. In fact, um, I remember the first time I heard, well, not the first time, but one of the first times I heard Bo cry was when he found out about Joe Esposito's wife, that she had died. So, My next guest certainly knows a lot about Joe Esposito, the greatest mayor in the history of New York City, and a star 3 p.m. every weekday on this station, my dear friend, Rudy Giuliani, Rudy, tough day for a lot of us who who loved yeah. uh, Joe Esposito. Oh, come on, unbelievable, unbelievable. He was a good friend uh, to me too, more than more than just uh, you know one of the best people in the department. He was a clo- close personal friend, and I remained very close to him right until the end. Um, talked all the time. Uh, tried to lure him out of the police department fifty times to come and work for Giuliani's <laughs> security. All his friends were there. Uh, loved his wife. We spent the longest time. We spent every New Year's together because, you know, he used to patrol New Year's. And then I would go out with a bunch of the cops after a lot. So we got used to it. Then when we were in private practice, my company had a big party on Times Square. He would come all the time. Uh, He is the man who first notified me that the tower came down. I didn't know what he meant. I'm not sure. he Actually, he didn't know what he meant either. He yelled out. We were we were in, trapped in a building. We were trapped together for a half hour. We could have died back then. And uh, I was in a room waiting for the vice president to come on the phone with uh, 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 with my police officers. And he was he was in the big room outside where they were. We just come in and we were setting up telephones. And all of a sudden, I hear somebody yell out, and it wasn't Bernie's voice. But I think Bernie was with me. He yells out, "The tower is down." The tower came down. Uh, take cover. Take cover. I see everybody outside go under the table. Now I see my table start shaking like an earthquake. I, I didn't process it right away. I thought he meant the top of the world. You know, the tower at the top. Remember yes. all those radio stuff up there? Yeah. I thought that had come down. It, it didn't occur to me that the whole building could come down at once. I, uh, implosions. I mean, our buildings used to come down piece by piece. And that is what uh, Chief Gancy had predicted. And then he took charge of everybody, got them underneath. Uh, our building at first was in, we thought it was going to come down because it was getting pelted. It was getting hit. And then we couldn't get out. And uh, he and Bernie and uh, Joe Dunn, that's one, two, three in the department, uh, helped me get us out and keep everybody calm. And uh, that's when I really first got very close to him because we were together every single day. Man was a man was everything you said and more. Um, about a forty-year career with the department, did everything, everything to, from undercover to, you know, chief of a borough and uh, early stages on the front lines with Comstat and crime reduction. You know, one of the eight or ten people most responsible for that program in the department. Then he, t- then he takes over as chief of the department, 
uh, right, Bernie made him chief of the department. So really, I, I worked with him as chief of the department for, for about a year. But he was such an active cop. It seemed to me, from the very beginning, he was at every meeting. <laughs> and then he remained chief of the department for, the, for a record. You know, no one held that position uh, longer because uh, Mike and, uh, and, uh, and Ray held on to it. Yep. Yeah, you know, and for dear life, I, I, I'm put, put Ray Kelly on, and I mean, he was like his right arm. And uh, he knew everything, could do everything. I'm thinking about uh, the people on the bridge. Last time I talked to him, he was very ill, and he basically said, "You, you know, Mayor, this would never have even they, they wouldn't have even thought of, of this under us. I would have taken the idea out of their mind. You know that." Oh, I know. I said, Joe. I said, Joe. <laughs> that this and about a thousand other things. You know, no, about a thousand. Around. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, he's, I mean, he was, he, a remarkably, as you also point out, a remarkably nice man. Yes. That was and that was what. See, for me, wife. for me, Rudy, and I didn't know Joe. And by the way, when Rudy keeps saying Bernie, not to confuse the audience with my late great well, partner, Bernie Carrick, Bernie Carrick yeah, uh, who was a police commissioner. Um, for me, I didn't. I don't know him nearly as long as you do, but. It always struck me. You know, I had um, Rachel Goldberg on this morning at 7 o'clock, and her son Hirsch is uh, one of the hostages, and she's been really the face of the hostage crisis. You know, her son was at the music festival. His arm got blown off. Of course, yeah. yeah. Sure, 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 sure. And I said to her, I said, what, what struck me first was your courage. And I'm using the same terminology again, but what struck me first about Joe, knowing what a tough guy he was, was how sweet he was. For example, my son... Gabriel, who's got dysproxia, and my daughter Ava were at a local Italian restaurant not that long ago, maybe two years ago. And uh, he was there with the judge, Patricia Domingo from TV, you know, and, and uh, the Monsignor. And he was dancing with my kids in an effort to get them, I swear, because they were too nervous to get up and dance. Joe Esposito, with his long white hair, grabs my kids and literally makes them start to dance, Rudy. This is the chief of police. It was beautiful to watch. Yeah, a beautiful man. I mean, when you talk about policemen, I'd like, I would like for people to know Joe, how complex they are. I mean, Joe is exceptional. I'm not going to say every cop is like Joe. Not every cop could have been chief of the department. But there are a lot more cops like, like Joe. I mean, they are cops for a reason. Usually it's because they have this desire to help people. And uh, that's why I always felt you – know, I, I work for the NAP Commission. So, you know, I started my career putting cops in prison, and I had uncles who were police officers, yeah. and it was it was hard for me. It was really hard. I mean, I used to stay up at night after I convicted them and think about, oh, my God, they have to go to jail. And, uh, but they were selling drugs. What could I do, right? Uh, but these are complex people. They're doing a complex job. Yeah. you got to pass an exam that means you're smarter than average. And then, you know, for Joe to get where he was, he also passed the sergeant's exam, the lieutenant's exam, and the captain's exam. Hmm. Now we're starting to talk about a guy who could have a master's degree or a doctorate if he wanted. Right. He passed every exam. Uh, so he, yeah. he, but even if they, some of them talk New York, they get up to that rank. They're very smart people. And kind, and uh, he handled September 11. He walked right, he was right there. He was right around the corner when, when the buildings uh, got hit. He walked right. He was right in the middle of. It. Hmm. He could describe the whole thing to me. I mean, in detail. Hmm. It was very valuable because basically, within the first, right after the first hit, he saw everything. Hmm. 
He's going to be missed. Uh, he, was, yeah. he was in that position one year. So yeah. was Bernie. Yep. Joe Dunn had 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 a lot of experience, management experience. The three of them together. Mm. I mean, I hate to say this because I had Bratton and Howard Safer who just passed, also another great guy. But that might have been my best team. That was your best team. That, that was balance that, of talent. And, that was it. And, and I think God was good because it, it happened when I needed it the most. Yep. True. Uh, this is the great Rudy Giuliani, best mayor ever, 3 o'clock every week. They got about four minutes, and I do want to spend time. And, again, we both uh, wish our good friend uh, Joe Esposito to rest in peace. Uh, Georgia, because I know Trump is in court today watching the appeal process, but how about this new story, Rudy, which makes my heart warm? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, about the, yeah, the Fulton good. County DA, this lowlife, this Fannie Willis, banging the special prosecutor. I only hope to God it's true. And if it's true, does that not mean an end to the whole case? It should. It should mean that he and she should be sitting in jail, not, not Trump and, and me. Right. Uh, uh, the, 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 uh, you know, I, I got questioned by that guy. Uh, I mean, this idea that I, I didn't get questioned is ridiculous. I got questioned. The only things I didn't answer were attorney-client privilege. And then, and then on certain areas, uh, uh, the president decided to, uh, to, uh, to relieve me of that so that I could testify. Because, frankly, if I, if I told people everything I know, including the secret conversations that Trump and I had, he's, he's completely innocent. <laughs> right? uh, so the, the guy was a strange appointment. My, my lawyer, Bob Costello, went and looked up his record. He wasn't a trial lawyer. He wasn't a prosecutor. He was like a corporate lawyer. When he questioned me for about four hours, he was stumbling most of the time. I mean, he, he, lawyers who are not trial lawyers don't know how to ask questions. True. And I could tell immediately, you know, I, I said to Bob afterwards, this guy's not going to try the case. He took all over himself. So he was a strange appointment. He came, let's say he came out of left field, you know. So that, that number one, is a suspicious. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's true or not. I do know she's a, a horrible human being. Yes, agreed. Uh, Horrible. And, uh, she had absolutely. Hard. I mean, it was, yeah. she came up to Washington and collected her, her bride money. <laughs> who, who, who donates money to Fulton County DA's office in Please. you know, in in the state of Washington or right? They pulled it all. The Democratic crooks pulled it all together for her, and they did two, two big fundraisers for it. She walked away with a fortune, so she could run for DA again, and maybe figure out some other Trump person she can go after. <laughs> also, the case is a joke. This is a woman who returned an indictment. And then she went, oh, I never had the grand jury vote. Hmm, I better take that back. Mm. And she took it back and returned the same indictment, which tells you the grand jury meant nothing, right? Right, right. <laughs> Before right. and after. Right. In, a, in, any, in any honest place, it would have been dismissed. Yep. And she'd have been disciplined. But, uh, you, but the right yeah. word you used there was honest, and she's not, and they're not. So in the final 60 seconds, Rudy, I do hope this turns out to go well for you and Trump, who are undeservedly and unfairly persecuted every day. Such nonsense. A great man like you. In the final 60 seconds, I'll go back to Joe Esposito for a second. He was 73 years old, and I just got a text from our mutual friend Bo Deedle, and you talked an awful lot just now about what he did in and around 9-11, and Bo's contention is is that Joe Esposito died from a 9-11 illness. Is that true? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. I think he I think he started to feel the impact of it. Oh, it goes back a while. I mean, this has been developing and it doesn't end up being fatal for everyone. But I think his lungs were heavily affected. And 
Uh, I mean, you could you a lot of a lot of if you are affected by September 11 or not is has to do with your genetic makeup, and more people are prone to it than others. So you could have somebody down there, you know, 50 days and they don't get terribly affected. You get somebody down there 50 days and, and they die. Nice. And a lot of the stuff is deterioration of the lungs. So the the problem begins relatively small, and then, you know, as you get older, it develops. Mm-hmm. But you never would have had the problem if it wasn't for 9-11. Right. And I think that's the category that Joe fits in. Horrible. Hey, uh, I love you so much, man. You know that. And you're so good on this uh, show. Every- Thank God you were on today. Cool. Great New Year. This is going to be a great year, Sid. We're going to save our country this year. I hope you so. And I are going to feel it. You and I are going to feel a part of it for the stuff that we've been covering and, you know, well, hopefully you and I will be hopefully you, hopefully you and I will sit together at the inauguration in 2024 when 25 when our guy is back. Unless I unless I want to wear one of my funny hats and you don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it anyway. I love you, Rudy. Thank you so much. Right. I love you too. Bye. Take care. There he is, the great mayor. Three o'clock every weekday afternoon, right here on ABC. What a good day to have him, Rudy Giuliani.